podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Tuesday during an international break, which is all a little shite. So, um, there are 18 Liverpool players who have been called up for international duty. Uh, but according to This Is Anfield, 10 will miss out. So let's have a gander and see what's going on. Uh, so Virgil and Cody in the Netherlands squad, which will see them up, come up against Cleaving Keller's Republic of Ireland. Cleaving's unlikely to play in that game. Gavin Basuno is the uh, undisputed number one. Alisson will join up with Brazil and will be number one after Ederson pulled out through injury. Other clubs are better at having their players withdraw through injury. Uh, Alexis and Darwin are also gone to South America with Argentina and Uruguay. And Luis Diaz is also gone back to Colombia. Now, whether or not he will play for Colombia, I don't know. Uh, He might go back and spend the time with his family. We'll see. Mohamed Salah is away off to Egypt. Waturo Endo has gone back to Japan. Trent is the only Liverpool player in the England squad. Dominic, Diogo and Costas have all been called up for Hungary, Portugal and Greece, respectively. Harvey and Gerald Kwanzaa are with the under-21s, as is Tyler Morton. I don't even know how Tyler Morton's doing at Hull. He didn't play the game I watched. I watched the game specifically to see how he was doing, and he wasn't playing. Uh, Luke Chambers is part of the under-20s. Callum Scanlon is with the 19s. And Ben Doak is away with the Scotland under-21s. Uh, Marcelo Pitaluga joins Brazil's in the 23s for the first time. Owen Beck and Tom Hill are with the Wales in the 21s. Kieran Morrison, he looks very, very talented, that Kieran Morrison kid, uh, is part of Northern Ireland's under-19s. And Trent Coney doherty is part of Ireland's under-19s. Carol uh, Figueroa has been called up for the United States for the Under-17 World Cup. And another four players will be part of the Under-16s, Victoria Shield. Prince Kobe Cisse. He's hardly Gibral Cisse's son, is he? Is he Gibral Cisse's son? Magnificent, if so. Does Gibral still live around Liverpool? Because he used to. Up until only a couple of years ago, he definitely did. Um, maybe when I think he split with his missus, so maybe that. Let's see. Da, da, da. Yes, it is Chibral Cisse's son. That is fantastic. 
Jibril Cissé's son. Good stuff. If he gets his dad's genetics, he's got a chance. Uh, so he's been called up for Wales, as has Jaden Allmark. And then Harry Moran is with Northern Ireland. And Cameron Williams is with Scotland for the Victoria Shield. Um, <clears throat> the majority of first-team players not on duty were unavailable due to injury, including Ibrahim Kanate. Ibu, Robbo, Thiago Basetic and Jones all missing out uh, due to injury. Adrian is simply not good enough to play for any national team anywhere in the world. Matip is many years retired from Cameroon. Gomez, I don't think we're getting in the squad at the moment, though his form might dictate that he should, but he's on the periphery. Connor Bradley obviously working back from injury and Ryan Gravenberg serving the last of his um, Ronald Koeman temper tantrum ban. So, moving on. Uh, the last word on Brentford, Cops, Tierney, Humour, and Matip's tantrum. Matip's tantrum. <laughs> Do you know what? There's a lot of people still moaning about the yellow card that was given to Joel Matip. I think that's the best yellow card that's been handed out all season, purely because it led to that absolutely epic temper tantrum that may well still be going on right now. Like, Joel Matip might still be stamping around, waving his arms, just collapsing to his knees at random intervals. It may well be going on. A very emotional man. Um, But but Paul Tierney, I mean, what a guy. What a guy. We had some wonderful tweets. Uh, the good brother Trev Downey had some belters. The Marigolds won. The Marigolds one might be the best thing I've ever read. It it, it had me literally howling. Um, Diogo Jota working towards coaching badges with support from Steven Gerrard. That's quite cool. Luis Suarez was told to talk to Darwin Nunes after a bad time in Liverpool. I warned him. We'll pull that up. Um, Alisson snubbed to end after injury withdrawal how on earth any manager could look at Alisson and Ederson and think oh yeah I'm going to play Ederson mind blowing um, Darwin Nunez's first season in English football was a roller coaster of experiences and Luis Suarez was told to reach out to his compatriot who is now thriving at Anfield uh, season on from the blah 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 Klopp has heralded his number 9 for his exceptional connecting of the game and his defensive application they, they, they have been sensational. He's been unbelievably good off the ball. Um, Suarez said he has potential technical ability and physical power. As a teammate, I'm not surprised because I know even when he had a bad time in Liverpool last year, I spoke to him. In Liverpool, they told me to talk to him. I warned him and told him what English football was. So Luis still doing the business for us. Always appreciated what a player he was. What a player he was. Absolutely ridiculous. Moving on to Liverpool.com. Uh, Didier Deschamps hits back at Jurgen Klopp as Steven Gerrard raids Liverpool again. Okay, we'll come back to that. Mohamed Salah deal, Thiago Cole. Liverpool have five clear contract decisions to make in 2024. We'll look at that. Liverpool is the best player in the Premier League and Kylian Mbappe showed him transfer answer. I'm not really sure what that's all about. 
Um, we'll go into it. Jurgen Klopp already named problem with 44 million Liverpool star, star and he just saw yet more evidence. Okay. Um, right, these con- <coughs> excuse me, contracts. So Mo up in 2025, I think it's obvious that the best thing for us would be to extend him for another two years after next season. Um, I mean, if you look at his wages, which are rumored to be 350, and you gave him Thiago's wages on top, which is rumored to be 200, that's 550. I mean, it's a lot more than anyone else in the squad earns, but he does warrant it. Even if you could get him at around 450, and maybe you bump Virgil to three, 350, because he's going to be up as well for a new, a new deal this summer. Um, Thiago. There's no, there's no conversation to be had. I I don't think he's a wonderful player. He's genuinely one of the best. But the guy can't stay fit, and he's now, like by the time he comes back, he'll have been out eleven months with what was at the time described as not that serious. So you know, uh, Joel Matip. I, I would probably just le- let him leave and look to bring in another centre-back. Adrian, we should just take Jürgen away. Don't even tell Jürgen it's happening. Just move Adrian out the door. Connor Bradley, you absolutely want to uh, give a new deal to because he's a young player with a lot of potential. And if you get him to sign a new four-year deal, you could potentially loan him out for a year see how he continues to develop and then go from there. Um, Mo, Virgil and Trent are all out in 2025. And this, I mean, they're all no-brainers, aren't they? They're no-brainers. So let's get them done. Uh, Didier Deschamps hits back at Jurgen Klopp as Steven Gerrard raids Liverpool again. So Deschamps, has hit back at Jurgen Klopp over his management of Ibu Kanate. Klopp was not happy when Kanate played in both of France's internationals last month. 24-year-old played the entirety of the game against the Netherlands and then all but three minutes against Scotland. Uh, He's currently obviously injured. The Liverpool boss aimed a dig at Deschamps after resting him for the 5-1 home win over Toulouse, telling him that's how you rest the player. The France boss has now responded ahead of his side's games against Gibraltar and Greece. Uh, it must have happened before and it will happen again at other moments because the situation and interests vary between club managers and national team managers. I try and manage them like any manager when they have weeks with three games and they can manage them a bit more. Also, we have gathering, we have a gathering two games um, on Kanata's injury, Deschamps said he felt something in his hamstring. He had tests, but it's not serious. He needs a bit of time to not take any risks. It's an area where he already has an injury. It wasn't in his interest or mind to call him up. In the best case scenario, he would have only been available for training on Friday or Saturday. Okay. Um, we We can hope that maybe this is one of those injuries that he probably could have played through but that 
Liverpool are being really cautious with him um, and therefore pulling him from the national team. Uh, Gerard raids Liverpool again. So opponent analyst Jonathan Robinson has left Liverpool to join uh, Saudi Pro League side Al Etifak. Um, I don't know how good a move this is for this guy's career. Same goals for Tommy Culshaw and Jordan Milsom that have followed Gerard to Saudi. Like, I don't really know how good a move it is for them. Robinson was someone that Rogers brought to the club, and he's had a couple of different roles over the years. He's been at the club now nine years. Um, maybe he just fancied a change, but I mean, Aletifak are seventh in the Saudi Pro League. Um, they're not very good. They've won one of their last five. Are we certain Gerard is going to be there in a year? Is this a move for Robinson where Gerard has said, look, join me here and when I get another job elsewhere, you'll come with me to that as well? Maybe that's the case. But I mean, if he fails with Al Etifak, I'm not sure there'll be clubs lining up to hire him. Like, just because he's Steven Gerrard, it, it will only get him in the door so many times. Eventually, people will realise he's not a very good manager and they'll just stop hiring him. But there's a reason Lampard is being strongly linked to the Oxford job, because top clubs won't hire him anymore. I don't see Gerrard taking a job like Oxford. I think if he wanted a job like Oxford, that's where he'd be now, not at Al Etifak. Now, him going to Al Etifak has been a wonderful thing because obviously he brought brought Henderson with him. So he, 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 has, my, he has my thanks. The great club captain just doing the business once again for us and saving us yet again, as he did routinely through his career. Um, Alifak drew at the weekend uh, with mighty Alfea. Um, speaking of them, Jordan Henderson embarrassed again in Saudi Arabia as Roberto Firmino follows Liverpool trend. Uh, Henderson's career took an unexpected turn when he joined the Saudi side. His time in the Gulf has not been a has not been smooth sailing in in his most recent match. Uh, he played in front of a crowd of 610 people. Um, da, da, da. So is that all he's been embarrassed by? The the lack of crowds? Yeah. Yeah, the lack of crowds. Because I think it was 800 and something at one of the games before that. Uh, to put Henderson's latest embarrassment into perspective, you have to go all the way down to England's sixth tier before you find a club with an average attendance as low as 610. Oh, that's magnificent. That's magnificent. Yeah. They're not paying in on the gate to see you, Jordan. You haven't gone there to change jack shit. Um, on to AnfieldIndex.com, where there is a piece about Darwin Nunes averaging a goal contribution Five minutes faster than Erling Haaland. Um, interesting. Very, very interesting. 
there is a piece of the latest media matters uh, with Dave, David Lynch, uh, formerly called Monday Lynch Time, which led to cry arsing. Um, Mo Salah, the best attacker in the Premier League. That's based on what I had to say yesterday. Um, there's a bit about Trent. There's a last little bit about the Brentford game. We have two new Media Matters podcasts, which are always a must-listen. Uh, Dave Davis and Ben Botzak had a chat, a uh, heavy little bit of Dominic, I'd imagine, in there. I haven't listened to that one yet. And then he also did a Media Matters with David Lynch, which was very, very good. So give that a listen. And that is it. That's all I have for today, folks. Thank you. As always, I will see you all on Friday. Uh, won't be around tomorrow. Won't be able to speak on Thursday. So I will see you all on Friday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.